Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody <laughs> welcome in to another episode of the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and as always for the 52 year journey through film i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it's always a pleasure to have you today we begin a new decade at the start of a new month it is october now and we're discussing 2010's inception mm. Man, I uh, I I'd watched this movie prior to prior to watching it for the discussion here, mm. but not nearly as attentively or nearly giving as much of a shit as I did this time around. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, I'm I'm excited to really really air this one out because I'm a little. Back and forth on the way I feel about it in, in most cases. What about you? Um, this is, I'd say, my first real watch. I've only seen the uh, the very like beginning of this movie, maybe like the first thirty minutes, like in passing. And it wasn't me who even put it on. I, I don't really remember where. Maybe in a dream. Who knows? Maybe I saw the first Probably. thirty minutes or so. Um, okay. But this That's is you with Inception. Yeah. No, this this was my my first true watch. Yes. Yeah, um, the only thing I really knew was like the VFX breakdown. I've seen some things like the hallway scene where the gravity shifting and the running. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's like legitimately built set on a huge wheel that is legitimately turning. And I was like, gonna say yeah. it looks like it. Like the way they weighted yeah, those it's characters, it's not like like uh, it's not CGI that they're doing here. It's uh yeah, definitely no, it's, something else going on. But uh, let's let's lay the groundwork for the folks. Uh, release date for Inception, July 16th, 2010. It is written and directed by Christopher Nolan. Mm. And uh, it was solid. It was solid. Star- oh, shit. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Elliot Page, um, Tom Hardy showing up, mm. Killian Murphy. Like, I was like, okay. So we've got the classic crossover for Christopher Nolan movies. You, know, you get Michael Caine, you get Killian Murphy, <laughs> you get Tom Hardy, all of these men in the in the Dark Knight trilogy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. um, and and so much more beyond just the Dark Knight trilogy. They uh oh Marion Cotillard Mall, oh, also oh, in yep. the Dark Knight Rises. Damn. Uh yeah, there uh, plenty plenty of characters, and most of them in Rises. Interestingly enough, um, hmm. post Inception, <laughs> they were all like, "Yeah, we'll come back for you." I mean. I've, I've I've done a little bit of uh, the after I watched it, I just wanted I felt like there were so many Easter eggs in this movie, so I just watched kind of like a, a little breakdown of the movie and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, yeah, there, yeah, I mean there definitely are a lot of Easter eggs, and like one of my favorites is uh, that the soundtrack of of okay, the song they play, whatever like opera song 
or whatever song they play to like remind them that like they're coming out that is the soundtrack but just very sped up so like the boom is like it's the same song just slowed down to the percentage of like how they're experiencing time basically oh which is like nuts and like the song is like two two minutes and 37 seconds or whatever and the movie is like two hours it's like the same like two minutes and whatever but then the movie it's like yeah i don't know there's a lot of like actual like a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in this movie which is which is pretty cool um but isn't it han or uh yeah, Hans who, Zimmer. Yeah, I think, Hans Zimmer I, think did, it, yeah, which... I think did Inception. I haven't I haven't checked that out yet. It was a really really cool soundtrack. Um, mm. I wasn't like a, you know, like looking at Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie, as opposed to The Departed. One of my one of my mm. gripes about The Departed was that I've seen Leonardo DiCaprio immerse himself and become whatever character he's portraying. And meanwhile, while I was watching The Departed. He was Leonardo DiCaprio acting like a cop. Like that's what I that's what I I thought of him. Uh, I think he did better in this one. Mm. In terms, I think he had a little bit more to work with for my money. Um, mm-hmm. I saw a little less Leo and more. Uh, oh, what was his name in this? Cobb. Cobb. That's right. Cobb. Mm. Yeah. Saw saw Cobb. You know, didn't no mm-hmm. no no Leo in sight. So I, I always appreciate that. Yeah, it was. I think I, I liked this role better than. Than Billy or Will, and uh, yeah, Departed. hello, Departed. Thank yeah. you. Uh, just blanking super hard. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think no, I, I appreciate this role a lot better. And like, um, I wouldn't say that like the performances were the strong suit of this movie. Like, I don't think there was really like one performance that was like, oh my god, like wow, like the, the like that I'm gonna pull out. I think it was just mostly just story. And yeah, like, I'd say I'd say there wasn't really a part of this movie that was flooring. Mm. Like it was like it was an entertaining watch. I enjoyed it. It started. It ended. And that mm. was that for me. You know, like I was like, that's cool. You know, that might be the only time I watch Inception. And it's not because I'm like, mm. no, I'm never going to watch this again. It's because I got what I needed out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, and as much as I wish a second watch would clarify things i don't think it would um i think it's 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 very much so left open on purpose you know christopher nolan and his brother jonathan nolan are always about that sort of shit you know it's up it's up to what you thought Mm. you know uh we don't actually have to tell you what the ending was so uh you you go ahead and figure it out on your own Mm. Um, this this movie's really uh like meta in the way that like nolan like he's said that the reason he made like Cobb is himself in this movie. Like that's like cause he like looks like Nolan sometimes a in little this movie, bit, like yeah. with some hairstyles and stuff like that. And I was, but he said like this is um, Nolan creating all these different worlds and going to different realities whenever he's making all these movies and stuff like that. Mm. And he says it's you know it's hard to to keep a hold of reality and like make sure that that's the one I want to live in, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm. so like, that's like the inspiration of where this came from a little bit, that's but like cool. the, uh, like apparently like Cobb is, you know, like the director, he's sitting in, in the director's seat. Uh, basically he controls everything, even though sometimes he's not the dreamer, but, yeah. um, 
He's always he's, got the seat yeah. of power, you know. Like um, every time he he has the opportunity to fuck it all up, mm-hmm. and which you is have probably like, another little little one of the meta things. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, these guys probably have like they're performing it, they're acting it. Mm-hmm. I can still fuck it up though. There are some theories that like we think that Cobb is incepting um, just Robert Fisher, you know, mm-hmm. this CEO type, whatever. But, like, some think that truly what's happening is he's incepting himself to let go of Maul. Mm. Um, and, like, we are seeing so many more layers deep or whatever um, that he's, like, incepting the idea to finally let go and see and, like, be happy with his kids. And that, like, I don't know. I guess, like, the top at the end, though. It's kind of like it starts to wobble and you're like, oh, did it fall over like, or whatever? Yeah, you know, like they, they definitely like, leave it open. They definitely mm. leave it open on purpose. You know, it's definitely up for if you thought mm. it, it's a dream, it's a dream. If you thought yeah, he like, woke up, he woke up. And there's yeah. no, like a he didn't care at that point. That, and mm-hmm. I think that's the he'd whole accepted, point. Of it showing. He'd accepted his reality, chosen yeah. his reality, you know, yeah, he, um, he spun it and he, he didn't he wasn't like concerned with what didn't it even, was. He didn't was even like, look at it. I'm with my kids now. You know, like it's really weird coming off like a multiverse of madness kind mm. of time. Time is a little gonna, time jump there about uh, five time, months in yeah. the past. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a cool, similar ish thing. Uh, just, you know, one want, wanting your kids. But in this case, he's actually in reality with his kids and not mm. like in the dream or whatever. Um, but I don't know. It was just interesting kind of coming off of that and, and watching this. Um but I don't know. I mean, it was it was just not like it was kind of a cute ending, you know. It was like, and not a, like almost a single word was spoken. Like after they're all starting to wake up on the plane, mm, yeah. like, well, that's what makes it like, yeah, like nobody says anything. So it's like nobody nobody's gonna say whether or not this shit is like they're like we're gonna avoid telling you what's going on. So I choose to believe that this it he it, he did wake up. Uh, and it, it does have a logical reasoning behind it. We see him on the plane. We mm-hmm. see him at the airport. We see him go home. Mm-hmm. In the dream, you just show up places. Uh, we 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 watch him get to his destination. So like uh, mm. so like I think I think he woke up. You know, unless it's like a really elaborate dream that takes him place to place. Um. With multiple settings and a giant architecture, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, we see him wake up on the plane, we see him at the airport, and then we see him at home. So, like, uh, unless he got knocked out at the airport, drugged, and then I think he's awake. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I'm gonna think of it. You know, in this, this movie, it has, it's, has built in paradoxes. So, like, either way you go, it's like, None of this makes sense anyways, and it's like, um, I don't know, none of it. There's no logic to this, you know. It's not no, like yeah. we can legitimately go down three dreams, and then if doing so, plant an idea and so. Well, maybe, but we Shit, haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, um. <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I I, was expecting this to be a lot more difficult to follow. Mm. Um, Just from what I've heard. Like, I've, I've always heard that this is just, like, an incredibly difficult movie to follow. And, you know, I can I can see how it is if you're not giving it 110% of your attention. 
Mm. You know, like you, you have to watch the movie, but if you watch the movie, you're fine. Uh, like you should be anyway. Like I didn't have any problems differentiating between the first dream layer where it was rainy and they were in the yeah. van. I didn't. And then beneath that and then beneath that. And then eventually yeah. beneath that. I think that's why, I mean, I was, uh, I already gave it kind of a nod for best soundtrack. Uh, mm. I mean, it's like, Blah, blah. it's like i don't know i knew the soundtrack um even before like i watched the movie like i knew the inception theme basically mm. or whatever and then now knowing that it's like just the same song but experience just slower and it's just like i don't know it's it's cool that it's like all just kind of the same one whatever i don't know it's some like french song um yeah some opera song or La something. Renire, uh, something. I can't. I can't remember exactly what it is. Mm. But uh, mm. I already gave it a nod for there. I think I was gonna do set design because um, they really did a good job of making every level very different. Like you have one that's on a snow, like a snowy mountain that have people skiing and using like art, like ATVs or whatever, like just going around the snow and you're like, okay, that's so this third, is like, that's the third dream deal. Yeah. This I is like, okay, that's very obvious. And then you have like them in the van you know, at most, like a lot of that level is just them in the van falling off of the bridge because yeah. time is slowed down so much. So like mm-hmm. that one's pretty easy. Oh yeah. That and one's like, easy. That's one. Then, yeah. I can't remember the middle one. What was in, but it was uh, like the, the hall, hotel. Like, yeah, the hotel where mm-hmm. eventually they were all in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But then, and then the bottom one was limbo. Mm-hmm. So, the first scene in the movie with old man Saito. This is like I don't, I don't kind of, I don't get that. Like I, I'll, I will openly admit this was over my head. I don't get it. I don't get how this did occur. And then he's able to call back to it. Like, because they don't frame it in the beginning as a flashback or a flash forward. It just cuts from that scene to him sitting with younger Saito. Just, and that's that. And then later in the scene, Leo's saying what Saito's lines were in that scene. As as though Leo's already experienced this. Yeah, what? Unless yeah, so they're like, trying to say it's like a loop and he like needs him in order to get this all started in the first place because he's the one who makes the call at the very end to clean his record or whatever. Mm. Which some people point that as to be like, what man can really make one phone call and clean someone's record? I guess he's like, a super CEO in this movie basically. But like some people think that that's why he's also like still dreaming. Like this is not, I think people underestimate the power of our wealthy. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. Like, I don't think that's any reason. Perfectly possible. But, But like, there's also the point that like the spinning top was not his totem to begin with. And their one rule they have with them is like, you can't touch it. Like you, no one else can touch it or whatever. Um, and I don't know, like that's what he finds or that's what he plants in Mao's safe in the first place. Um, instead of, you know, so he incepted her to yeah. believe that her reality wasn't real with that top. But like, it, did it 
like, was it always like, yes, they said it was Mal's totem or is it Mal or Maul? Maul, I think. Maul. It was like, was it really Maul's totem? Because like he planted it there in the first place. Well, I think he planted it there after it was already her totem. They'd already gone so deep that she'd abandoned the totem. Okay, fair. She didn't want to know if it was real. She believed it was real. He got the totem and spun it for her and showed her. What is up with that scene in the beginning then? Like, what the? Like... No, yeah, like, I, I was like, I, I, I even rewound it to the beginning of the movie because I was like, okay, well, this scene is different now. And then I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Uh, that shit, that shit was melting my mind. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 mean... I, I do think that while it's not his totem, the, the top, that, he still adopted it. The whole point of them was so that no one else knew their weight. Mm. Not necessarily that someone else couldn't use it. Apparently it's just a time. It's not happening sequentially. This is just when Cobb goes back into limbo to gotcha. get get um Saito out. So Well they also they also mention in the movie that he's been in limbo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that was oh. with that was with Maul though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just when yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Okay. Yeah, then okay. I thought it was just a huh. time jump, but the fact that the way the they, scene is framed is weird because they like flip it. it. Yeah. yeah. They flip it from Saito saying the lines to Leo acting like he's like experienced this before and he starts saying the lines back to him like yeah, Like that I was know really weird. I know what you're about to see, say. Like uh that I was really weird. weird. Unless that was just uh Wait. Yeah, no, cuz they both knew the words. Like in it was kind of their way of like that was way of Saito's way of like coming back because like he's accepted mm-hmm. limbo as like his reality, but this is like what made him be like, "Oh yeah, okay, no." Like he wakes this up is just on the limbo, plane. I'm waking up. Um well, you see him grab like reach for the gun. Suppo- like me thinking him shooting Leo first and then himself. Probably. I um, I can't think of anything else that happens there. But yeah, that is weird that like cuz he was aware that he has like heard this before. At least that's what they were making it seem like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what? No, nah, yeah, see and that's that's my thing is that like uh I'd like to think Rewatches would help me understand that, but I really don't think they would. I, I think that I'd I'd end up watching the whole movie to try and figure that out, and I'd be like, "Shit, I don't know." Uh, yeah, I'll what? say the con- the concept of this movie was really fucking cool. I really liked the idea of it. This uh, and very Nolan, be it Christopher or Jonathan, you know, this is some Westworld ass shit. Mm. Um. At least it's it's trying to be. I'd say I'd say Westworld season yeah. one. Hmm. Say Westworld season one washes Inception. Just just for my money. Just for my money. It's yeah. Ten hours of television though. It's, it's kind of uh, I don't know. The idea is cool. Like and it's 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 a unique. Like there's nothing else that's kind of. I mean it's kind of like the Matrix in a way. Um, but they they don't really go deeper in the Matrix. You know, it's just kind of like. This is it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, you have the Matrix and you have the real world. 
but like this, it, it was kind of like a cool, um, it's mind bending, you know, and I appreciate yeah. a mind bending adventure and stuff. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know, you know, with a mind bending adventure, I'd like a story that hits me in the heart a little bit more. Uh, like, uh, hmm. The whole the whole heart of this film being Cobb trying to make it back to his kids and trying to reconcile his his past with Maul and trying to move on from it. I don't, like it's interesting, but like I'm not like I don't give a shit if Cobb does it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, there's nothing there's nothing in this movie that's enticing me to be like, come on, Cobb, get back to those kids. Mm. You know, like I don't I don't uh, I don't really Damn. give a shit. Maul like really put him in a in like a a tricky situation. She was like, this isn't my world. I'm going to jump no matter what, but like, Hey, I, I put a word in, you know, to, to my lawyer or whatever. And like been declared sane by three different psychiatrists. And I've said that I'm in fear of my own life. So like, it's going to look like you killed me. And I was like, Oh my God, damn. Like what? Like, and like, he's obviously not, I mean, that was the, that was the hardest part of the movie to watch, but, not because I care about the story, just because mm. of the content of the scene. Like that get that got dark. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my god. I, like I was like that. Experiencing that would be the hardest shit uh. anyone has ever had to go through. Because uh, I mean, yeah, he immediately feels guilty. Like, and that's what he does for the entirety of the movie until the very end, pretty much. Mm. I think he still feels guilty. Like, uh, he just accepts it now. Or yeah, God, he like, accepts her with the idea that a reality isn't real, so she has to kill herself in limbo, and it just infects her mind the whole way through. Like, like yeah. God damn! Like, so did the first time because they were in limbo, but the, they were on the train tracks as an old couple and as a young like. I or, took it as them. Whenever they showed us old versions of them, mm. I think it was more to capture the age of their soul, like the age. So they don't like actually not, age in limbo. I don't think they actually age in limbo. The like Saito. That, that's that's the thing for me that confuses me is that Saito gets older, uh, and they show Cobb and Maul older. But they show them younger more often than not. So like it was just it was just a little confusing there. Um hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, shit, know. Man, I don't know. There's like I I don't know. I feel like there's more like I'm confused more now. Of like the more I talk about the movie, the more the less I'm it confused. Makes sense. Yes. Uh I thought I had a good grasp on it. Like well, last you know, time I, after I watched it. I do I, I do have like, a good grasp on the story as it unfolded. Hmm. It's just that like What's the physics of limbo? Like, how does how does that even like? I get that time moves fucking it inches by. You know, like you could be there for decades, and it's been like minutes in in the real world. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, uh, I get that. So I get that the longer you're there, the longer the older you'll feel. You know, he says to Maul, "I lived my whole life with you. You know, mm. we got we had our time together. I need to move on. We had fucking decades together, more than most people could ever hope for." And, uh, like, I don't know, man, I get, I get the physics of it. It's just a, uh, 
Hmm. It's just a, a little a little folding in on itself every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. I guess. I don't know. I think I'm comfortable. Given yeah, the it's nod for set design for for being like so easily distinguishable between the levels and the and the sets were pretty like he didn't have to have it on the top of a of a of a mountain. And, oh, they like, deserve have, a set like, a design nod for thing. the hallway alone. Yeah, um, costume design. I don't think. I mean that. Really... No, nah, this had the classic Nolan suit and tie button up yeah. look that is just god awful to look at for an extended period yeah. of time. I'm like, I don't like that. Just does not entice me at all that's part of the reason i don't touch nolan films a lot it's the reason i haven't watched tenet because like i just i don't mm. i don't care about your <laughs> i don't like I, I i have a tough time giving a shit yeah i guess i mean that makes sense in visual effects because i mean editing, sound mixing whenever uh like la page like was in for the first time and then she just starts to like oh what if i mess with physics <laughs> Folds yeah, the city in half. Yeah, yeah like, what, uh, what, what about <laughs> if I fold this bitch on itself? Uh, yeah, and I love Leo and that scene. And like, all right, yeah, this is really cool and you're really talented and all, but you got to know that the more you do this, uh, the more that people will notice mm. that you are fucking shit up. Yeah. I mean, hmm. There, I mean, there. It, I don't think I'm, I'm part of the theory that, like, Leo's dreaming from the get-go and then this inception is an inception within an inception i'm not like i'm not really going there i think i Um, think they presented us with the easiest and obvious option yeah um which is crazy hmm maybe maybe i will go back and watch this movie once i mean i'll go around eventually you know it's not one that i'm going to turn around quickly on we've had a few over the course of this 52 year journey through film where i've watched it and gone well shit man i'm gonna watch that again within the next two days Mm. um this this isn't one of them uh one one actor in this movie though that like uh did solid uh but i'm i'm not a fan of generally is joseph gordon levitt yeah he is just okay, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of him, and uh, he is just just okay. That, yeah, you know, like good, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not going to say he's a he's not a bad actor, but he's not a good actor. You know, like he like there are examples of Joseph Gordon Levitt's on much smaller scales. Like Joseph Gordon Levitt is a fucking movie star. You know, like he's he's in a lot of shit, a lot of big classic shit. And he is consistently the most mediocre actor in all of it. <laughs> you know, like he's the same guy over and over and over. He's always Joseph Gordon Levitt to me. Yeah, true. Um, you know, and like guys like Jason Bateman, <laughs> they accomplish that too, but even to a better degree than Joseph Gordon Levitt does, you know, mm-hmm. like to me anyway. I don't I don't know. Like I I'm I'm not I don't want to be a hater on Joseph Gordon Levitt because he seems like a cool dude and I like him behind the scenes and like I, I follow him on Twitter. He's a good follow. He's a good he seems like a good enough guy. Um <laughs> but like I'm like shocked this man became a movie star. Um yeah, and he's, he's in he's in almost like he's in a ton of Nolan films or like a ton of and a ton of Ryan Johnson films. Like he's like they, they love Joseph Gordon Levitt out here. I mean it's Robin without any point of being robin you know like in and that way what a, i don't know 
Like I what? Like your, I like your name. You should use it more. Uh, Robin. Fuck you. Yeah, like at the very. It was never, it was never Robin's actual name. It was a code name. Yeah. Get the fuck like, out of here. Yeah, it's like it's like if Batman's middle name was Batman. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> What's um, your middle name? Dark Knight. <laughs> hmm. That's hmm, not. Maybe just, I, I won't think anything of it. Oh, yeah, hmm. But, uh, you know, Michael Caine having the microscopic role in this movie, but nevertheless making a big impact anytime he was on screen. Come back to reality. Yeah, you, in the, uh, the, one of the best arguments for it being an inception within an inception is Robert Fisher reconciling his relationship with Maurice Fisher while Cobb and his dad's relationship, Michael Caine, is strained. So it's like using the father-son relationship to try and mold Cobb a little bit back to kind of reconciling his past, seeing what he's done, and going ahead and being like, all right, yeah, I'll go back. Hmm. I think that, like, that's the, that's like the only one that makes me go, all right, I could see it. I could see something there. It's, it's the father-son thing. But that's also simultaneously the reason I don't think it's an inception. Because why would we fuck with Robert Fisher and Maurice Fisher at all if uh if we're incepting? I guess that they're just the reason of the other inception, which has to be some crazy. Because if it is an inception within an inception, Cobb has to believe that he, he's doing this on his own accord, right? He needs to, or yeah. whatever, and it has to be good enough and fake. Genuine enough. inspiration. So like. If he was an extractor and a very good one at that, like, you know, it would just be another job to him mm. that he's going on. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it, it could be an inception within an inception. But, like, he wears his wedding ring in the dreams. And then back in, I guess, the world that we think is reality, um, he doesn't have a wedding ring on ever. True. Um, which I guess could just be another part of the dream. You know, it doesn't have like that's not like a a set like oh we've cracked the code. It's for sure different or whatever. But um, potentially some sort of totem. The wedding. Oh, ring? if that's actually his totem, and he just holds on to the top. Hmm. Like, what if? Okay, stick with me. The wedding ring was his totem. He becomes incepted within his inception, and he adopts top as his totem therein it is invalid and anything it does is untrustworthy damn oh shit i I have no fucking clue man i'm just throwing shit out there at this point um oh shit nolan did a thing here and what he did is made any possible any possibility possible oh yeah pretty much um it's 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 somehow so vague and so concise at the same time. Like, I have no idea, like, how he so clearly portrayed a story that I, I get. Like, I get how we got to where we got. Mm. But it still feels like there's more. You know, like, it's still so vague, but we still have a closed story that I'm perfectly satisfied with. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Uh, and you know whether whether or not that's a credit or a discredit to it, I don't know. Um, okay, so are there any other noms 
they be comfortable giving out? Um, I don't, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, uh, maybe Leo for best actor. Maybe. I, I guess mean, we can uh, put him and then if he happens to be kicked out at the end, then he happens yeah, to be kicked yeah. out. That, that would be the only performance, though, that I was really like, yeah, they did a thing there. You know, like I wasn't really, everyone else was just sort of around for me. Um, I mean, I give Christopher Nolan the best director nod. I think yeah. this was this was very well shot, very uh, well lit at multiple points. Like I was like, some shots at the beginning of the movie in particular were just like, gorgeous and they were just like very mundane normal run-of-the-mill shots and i love i love that shit and it's so for me it slowly grew less and less of that over the course of the movie just as Mm. action picked up and more shit needed to be focused on but in these low-key moments at the beginning it's pretty it's pretty impressive Mm. um yeah tom hardy was solid yeah he was Gotta dream big at darling or whatever, whatever that line yeah. was, you know, with the grenade launcher coming out. I don't know. He, I just, I love Tom Hardy. I don't know. He's always just, he's kind of another guy that's always kind of the same, but he can, I don't know. He can really dive into a character and like, I think, I think Tom Hardy has deeper up. depths. Yeah. You know, like he can, he can reach a level that's like, uh, it's like, oh, okay. Like, uh, in another, another little connection, Killian Murphy and Tom Hardy, both peaky fucking blinders. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah, just just all over the place. There's there's connections to be had, but uh, yeah, I, I liked Tom Hardy in this movie. But again, like I don't think any of any of these other performances were worthy of uh, supporting nods. Like uh, Elliot Page was awesome as Ariadne or Ariadne. Mm. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was all right as Arthur. I liked Ken Watanabe. That might be that might be the only one that I'm like strongest candidate for a best supporting actor for me is Ken Watanabe as Saito. Um, uh, but beyond that, I think, uh, I think we're good. I think we're good on the supporting actor and actress side of things. I don't know that anyone stood out in particular. Mm. It was just, uh, it just was, um, yeah, the writing. I, don't know. We go ahead and, I think we could probably go ahead and give it the writing nod for now because they did they did write a really creative story. At the very least, it was incredibly original, incredibly uh unique. I'd never seen anything like it and I likely never will again. Um and for that it deserves respect. It's like a but beyond that, I don't know. Like it's like a I I didn't think it was the most compelling. It was just interesting. Mhm. So the more some compelling movies come across us in this decade, the more I'll be like, okay, by Inception, if it if it comes to that, you know. Oh yeah, we got we got some good ones coming up. So I, yeah, I, don't, I I don't think we got anything to worry about. Yeah, we got. I like I, I'm looking at this, and we've got three or four candidates above that at least for best writer, and I haven't even watched them. Uh, well, I mean, I have watched them, but not recently. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this. This mm. is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good to, fucking decade. It's a good way to kick it off, though, uh, with with Inception. Um, oh, to be sure, to be sure, indeed. And uh, it's crazy f- though for a movie as deeply contrived as this. You know, there's so many levels of contrivance here. Like I'm just like, oh, I think I know what's happening. Oh, we're deeper. Oh, we're deeper. Oh, we're deeper. Uh, we need to go deeper. 
Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the meme of <laughs> of Inception, sort of like. There's always a one layer, one layer deeper that they got. Oh yeah. Well, that's what's funny too is that like they made it seem one one discredit to this movie is that they always made it seem like the deeper they went, the greater the danger. The danger did not increase for me. Mm. They were as safe on the the deepest level as they were on the first level for me. Like uh, like as far as what I'm feeling, like I'm like I'm oh shit they're fucked. Like no like they'll. I think they'll be fine. Um, mm. They seem to have a hold on things, which is something that I, I may, maybe uh, kind of took away from this movie a little bit is because I didn't really care about the characters. I didn't care if they went into limbo. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing keeping me from going like, oh, please don't please don't die in this dream. You know, it was just like they die in the dream. They go into limbo. What's limbo like? Let's see that. Uh, uh, you know, like it wasn't it wasn't like a. Sometimes a movie gets so caught up in the uh, interesting aspects of it that it forgets uh, what to care about, I mm. feel like. It's like, wow, this shit could be really cool. Let's go deeper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care if they died either. I mean, it was just kind of like he said it, and they had that moment of like, oh, my God, you didn't even tell us, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like, at least you don't, like – fully die die and there's a chance of you coming back so like and it's a movie so you're probably coming back and like well what's also funny is that there seems to be the only example of a consequence of limbo was maul and she was incepted by leo so it's like like saito and Cobb. i think they're fine like there was there was no that like there was nothing that like kept me going like damn it's going to be rough for them when they get out of limbo. Like, nah, like they'll, they'll get out of limbo and they'll keep fucking living. Like, yeah, uh, Saito, like, like they were afraid that he like would have lost his mind. You could tell like Leo was kind of looking at him. Like, are you, you here? Like you, you actually here, you know, like you good. And then he just instantly pulls out his phone and holds up his end of the deal. And he's like, Oh, okay. Sick. Um, which I thought I didn't know if he was like, calling a family member or something because he's been, you know, he spent decades in limbo and he's like, F- I just got to talk to my kids or whatever, like, you know, so, but like we didn't something. get any family with him at all. So, I mean, I just assumed the first phone call he made was saying like, Hey, clear he's this like, dude. All right. Record. We did it. Good job, man. All right. Yeah. I've been gone for decades. Um, yeah. Insane. I'm actually 150 years old now. Yeah. Like they were only asleep for like, like it was a 10 well, hour, in a 10 hour flight. Yeah. Like, and it, I don't know. That's kind of nuts that like they just got on a plane, incepted this dude's mind. But within that 10 hour flight, man, they went through hell on that. Like to them, like they were going through it. Um, yeah. So I guess the I guess maybe this movie would be worth a rewatch because like the thing that would really tell us whether or not Cobb was being incepted is that first hour and 15 minutes or so when they have not began incepting fisher mm. whenever they're preparing for it and therein giving him the genuine inspiration if it be incepting Cobb, like i i still i'm still not on board with that but like the thoughts the thoughts really interesting and i'd like to I'd like to see more about it i might i might go ahead and rewatch it uh sooner mm. sooner than i thought but i don't know it was it was a really interesting one uh not a lot of heart to it but it was still like there's like this cold distance that i feel like christopher nolan's Christopher Nolan keeps in his movies sometimes. It's like, 
Yeah, like I was happy that he's back with his kids at the end. Like I, I wanted that to happen, I guess, you know, like if, if anything, but it wasn't like I'm crying my eyes out that like, oh, no, he's yeah, finally like back. That. And he like, I guess like a part where I kind of teared up is like when he saw their faces again for the first time. Cause like that yeah, was the whole, like, ah, yeah. it was just kind of like, ah, oh, okay. That, that's the nice. whole time. He's like, no, I don't want to see their faces again until they're real. Mm. You know, like I don't want to see their faces again until they're there because if I see them here, I'll stay here. Like that's that's how I took it. Like if I if I see them here, there's nothing there's nothing keeping them not real anymore. Like I see them and they're there, yeah. and that's that. Um, which is which is like it. It had Maybe. the bones to be an emotional storytelling, and I just don't think I don't I don't think it quite hit that level. Flip the script. He's not the one incepting himself. Maul is incepting him to believe that this is the real world, which in fact it is not. Which she wants to stay in. She's, so within she's limbo, in one, she within limbo, she incepts him. She went even deeper than limbo. And what's deeper than limbo? It just goes back up to the top. <laughs> yeah, it all. Yeah, there we go. We we've cracked the code. We it, go beneath. We go beneath limbo, and it's just reality. That's when you truly wake up. Is when you've been incepted five times. Whoa! But yeah, this was a this was a fucking crazy <laughs> one, man. Uh, and and giving it its rating will be difficult. Yeah, because uh, I have, like I said, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this movie as far as my enjoyment of it, as far as how I feel it did critically. Um, it, it's. It's a tough one. It's a tough one to judge, you know. So, like, I say we, I say we jump into it. You gotta, we, we start with enjoyment typically. Let me lay the, lay it out for the people. We got three ratings, each out of five stars. One is out of enjoyment. How much we connected with the movie? How much we felt that shit? Just overall, how how much we enjoyed viewing the movie? Out of five stars, we got the genre score, which is just how well the movie fulfilled its genre. What would we say this one is? Uh, a IMDb says action adventure sci-fi. That's I, right. I'd say that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, that it'll so, it'll be interesting to see where that one shakes out. So, how well did it fill out fill out the uh, action adventure sci-fi sort of things for the genre score? And then overall, critically as a film, out of five stars. Now, this is the least the least subjective. You know, it's mm. uh we 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 approach it from a uh, from a standpoint of just how well it was shot acted uh, how good the soundtrack was written uh, all all the things that go into critically rating a movie that's where it happens we take those three ratings we take the average of them and that becomes our overall score for the film so i say we get into it what was your uh where do you think this falls for the enjoyment as of right now so i'm trying to to piece together and it was just kind of a movie where the f- events unfolded in front of me and I was just kind of watching just to know what would happen. I don't know. It wasn't like that. I'm like, I need to know what happens after the, like, I, like I need, I, I was in the movie. Yes. But I wasn't on the edge of my seat, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. I'm like, I think like four or five is kind of like the ceiling. For All right. That's where I was too. Let me, let me ask you this. 
next to each other. I'm thinking a perfect example of the feelings I had towards this movie is Apocalypse Now. Mm. Where I thought it was cool. The concept was in, was incredible. The storytelling was was dope. But I didn't have a real emotional connection to the characters. It was just a it was a, a, a fancy epic in which they told us a story. I was interested in where it was going. But I didn't have an emotional stake mm. in the film. Yes. Uh, it's fitting that I it's think, next to A Clockwork Orange as well. It's kind of the same thing. Like how much can you really relate to the, a mass murderer, you know, like a, a lover of the ultra violence? You know, he's getting mm. better, whatever. But like it's just kind of you're watching those things unfold as well in that movie. Yeah, I think I think it lands at a four because I definitely liked it more than The Departed. You know, like I think I did. I think I did enjoy this movie more than I enjoyed The Departed, uh, which was a a three point eight five for us. So I think I think it's right there at that four. I think it's four out of five stars in terms of the enjoyment. And uh, I think that's probably that's probably where I'm sitting. Fair is fair. Genre wise. I mean, the sci fi is pretty cool. The it's not really like out there sci-fi i guess it's kind of a more like based in reality sci-fi which is kind of weird i mean if we can um, hack into people's dreams yeah uh it's, i mean it's like it's just there's some something that they're pumping in their bodies that's making them sleep well in, that's what's like, also interesting is that like there's no explanation as to how they do this how, how they how they get into the person's mind and walk around in their dream it's never briefcase. explained you know maybe and that's Maybe an even more telltale sign that he's he's dreaming. This isn't like, may I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's you just go in circles for days and like not knowing like which way to go or which. That's theory true. To believe, that's true. But, uh, as it fulfills its genre as an action adventure, though, we have Jaws and Jurassic Park at a four seven five. Mm. So that's the ceiling. It's not there. It's not there. Um, I wouldn't even say it's Gladiator. Mm-mm. Are we landing more around that four range again with the with the genre score? Like it was solid, but it wasn't all that. I think so. And like four is not terrible. Not at all. It's still an eight out of ten. You know, yeah. like that's not. It's a, it's a good movie. I we, think if our genre our genre category is the most loving because mm. we usually pick genre defining movies like these were the biggest movies of the year chances are they were pretty damn good in their genre you know mm. so like uh even a four out of five places it and it's like in like the bottom five of our uh genre ratings that's because all of our genre ratings are just that fucking good yeah we have we um, have uh 21 fives um in 21 in like genre, perfectly so. fulfilled their genre so i mean yeah I mean, it's, yeah, tied for, you know, fourth to last, but, like, it's with Scarface, it's with Training Day, it's with Blade Runner, it's with Taxi Driver. Like, those are all, those are all classic movies in the eyes of, in the eyes of the general public, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think Inception goes right along with that, you know? Uh, It's been interesting seeing these, uh, this tier of films, though, the, the Taxi Driver Blade Runner, Scarface, Training Day, Inception, because I'd say I have, I have like a, an overarching similar feeling about it. Uh, mm. where it's like, oh, I've been told 
for a long time. This movie was something I had to watch. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking good. It's a classic. How could you not love it? Um, and then I watched him and I was like, yeah, I was okay. I'm going to be honest. I think whenever this movie came out, it went over a lot of people's heads. And then they were just like, it had to have been good. But I don't want to be the one to be like, it wasn't good if it really was. And I'm just not understanding it. Right. So I'm going to say that it was this genius piece of, of work or whatever. Because like I remember like whenever it came out, like, yeah, what, 2010. And like people already started to see it. Like, I don't think me as a 10, 11 year old am going to grasp this movie at all. Like, not even in the slightest. I'm no. not. No way. I know what's going on. But I remember like all everyone being like, "Oh my god, this this is such a good it's such a good movie." I think we just we just put Leonardo as like top tier actor, so whatever movie he's in is just automatically yeah, good. Um, at least that's how my ten year old brain worked. Is like, oh, oh me. Man. Me too, you yeah. know, and uh, even my 15-year-old brain was mm. probably like, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Nolan, that's probably a good-ass movie. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it's just like, it has the names, it has the it has the bones, mm. it's just, uh, for me, it, it just shook out to be alright. Uh, now, as a film, I think this is... This is probably its kindest rating. Yeah, I, think it, it's above, it, I think it's above a 4 out of 5. Yeah. And then I think 4 is pretty low um, for it. I'd say more clo- like four two five might be the the floor here. Mm. Um, I'd say at least, which you know that's with Avatar, Clockwork Orange, or Breakfast Club uh, for at four two fives. Um, can I say this was better made than Avatar though? Yeah, because I, 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 when I think to a- Avatar, a Clockwork Orange, the Breakfast Club, you know, like. This movie had the VFX. It had the direction. Mm. The place, the place where it falters for me is the is the connection I have to the story. Like, uh, how much do I really give a shit about what's going on? Uh, it was it was pretty well performed. Leonardo DiCaprio did fantastic. The soundtrack was dope. Um, so I mean, like, it's probably right about the same. Uh, probably right around there anyway. Uh, maybe a little bit above it. Uh. How are we feeling with it comparison to like aliens? More on par? I think I would put it above Avatar, Clockwork Orange, and, and Breakfast Club. I think it, for what the movie was, uh, apart from the emotional resonance, you know, if, if there was a little more backstory with Cobb, maybe, or something, I don't know. If there was something more to get us to care about these characters, I think it, it would have done better. But. I don't know. I think it was a big story. They had a lot to. They had a lot to tell. I don't think it goes as high as four point five. No, I don't either. With Malcolm, um, Malcolm X, and and Lion King, Um, but I think I think four three is more fair. I think it is above four two five because the story was actually somewhat decent and very original. And even though we didn't really care about the characters, the story it was was immensely original. Yeah. Which, yeah, and shakes out to be on average a four point one, uh, which is right above Training Day, but below Pulp Fiction. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right to me. And I'd put it, I'd put it up there next to tra- uh, up to, up next to Pulp Fiction, as opposed to next to Training Day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, 
Yeah, it is closer Within, to Pulp Fiction than it is Training Day, so. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I mean, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie, I kind of expected this to be a not lot better than it ass. was, just from everyone's opinion of the movie, I think. Um, but we give it a 4-3, that's an 8-6. IMDb is actually more favorable, um, which is... Well, we gave it a 4-1. Which is an oh, eight, eight two. Never mind. Yeah, I was just doubling the the critic critic score, but yeah, no. So IMDb is even more loving. I'm curious if like it's a man. Uh, everyone's kind of yeah, digging it. Okay, wow. Everyone's kind of digging it. But yeah, I mean, uh, an, uh, a four point one out of five stars. It's still still an eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, folks. Mm. It's uh, it's one of our bottom bottom 10 movies and it's still above an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes so like uh as you can see we're quite loving critics um and i think we're i think we're getting better at it as as we go on uh so it's uh it's interesting to see how these things shake out and inception Mm -hmm. coming out to a 4.1 out of five stars you know not one i would have uh anticipated for it i think it's uh but I'm, i'm comfortable with where it's at i don't think it's uh yeah. I don't think it's the most jaw-dropping movie I've ever watched, you know? No. And I don't know. It was... I expected, like, to need a second watch, almost, to get it. But, like, I don't think I do. I think the only thing a second watch will do is, like, make me... Kind of refine it a little it, bit, maybe? Make me be like, oh, is is he really dreaming right now or not? Is mm-hmm. like, just the only, like, things I'll look for. And, like, yeah. Same, yeah. So, but, I mean shit of uh, uh, four to, or an eight two like it's a great movie it's just mm-hmm. yeah i mean like like on average like it does look kind of low like in 39th place or whatever um but like i think i'd rather watch every movie that's above it before it <laughs> i think i would too i like yeah. I, I really do i uh i have no doubts about that you know uh yeah like it's not up with like it, it's nowhere like, near. Like not even like, close. Yeah. Like I, I have no doubts about it. Looking at this, there's no guilt in terms of like, man, I don't know. Like it does, it does belong amongst those, amongst Dumb and Dumber, amongst Ace Ventura. <laughs> uh, it's it just a funny way to frame Inception. The Departed. Now, the Departed yeah. shook out the. I mean, critically, that movie was just like balls to the wall, fantastic performances. The crime really well was, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. like it was, it was like a, and the even genre the, was a lot better. Yeah, even though the enjoyment was low, like it, it was saved with critically and, but I mean, yeah, Inception was just kind of across the board, like a four. Like I was even thinking of giving it like a four in the like film yeah. right off the bat. I'm like, maybe this is just a four across the board. Well, I mean, like, um, if you look at the but, fours over there, we got the Terminator out of four, out of four. Mm. I don't, I, I don't, I really don't know how much immensely better this is than, than the Terminator. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think we were right in putting it up there at four, three, but like, uh, that's barely better. You know, that is point three point point three percentages mm. above, uh, above it. So like, uh, I don't know. I think, I think we sit pretty here with, uh, with Inception coming out to mm-hmm. a 4.1 out of five stars. All right. Okay, yeah, start of the it. month. Um, I think yeah, it can only it. go up from here. Well, 
I don't know. I think you, I think you sleep. I think you sleep. I really love that movie. Mm. Uh, okay. I really love me some. So let's lay the, lay the groundwork for the course of this, uh, this month. We got October 7th. Today was Inception. The 14th will be Rise of the Planet of the Apes for 2011. October 21st will be Django Unchained for 2012. And October 28th will be Wolf of Wall Street for 2013. The month of Leo. So, uh, the month of Leo indeed. So we've got a, uh, We've got a Christopher Nolan, a uh, Quentin Tarantino, a Martin Scorsese, and a, uh, I believe, a Matt Reeves in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Ah, uh, no, no. He did the later ones. Rupert Wyatt for mm. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> but uh, the the ones after the Rise of the Planet of the Apes were, were Matt Reeves. Um but yeah, this will be uh this will be an interesting an interesting little month for us. And uh with that we conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find over twenty four hours of exclusive content. All the money I make there goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. It costs money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there at patreon.com slash corobloom. That's C O R O B L O O M. If you would head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. If you're fucking with me and Joe, uh, we are, let's see, 21st. We might have just concluded coverage of House of the Dragon. We might still be covering it. I don't know. The math is hard here. Um, we're, uh, we're, we're definitely covering it though. The first Game of Thrones spinoff, we had to do it. Had to do it. House of the Dragon. Those episodes available now. If you would head to Instagram, follow at Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And she locked away a secret deep inside herself. Something she once knew to be true, but chose to forget.